coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Vivant to rank your games! It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how are you? I'm doing so good. Yeah. Really in awe of your solid Transylvanian accent. Oh, well, I, uh, you know, little known fact, I spent a couple years studying in Transylvania. Oh, we know. You talk about it every well, opportunity. I, just, I feel like they do things like just a little bit differently there. And like, I don't want to say that like it's part of who I am now or you anything. You came back but... saying, oh, I only buy, buy shoes that are size 45. 45, <laughs> I said. Everyone said, Patrick, be quiet. <laughs> I'm talking with this outrageous accent because, of course, we are going to be ranking every game in the castlevania anniversary collection that's right happy anniversary cap uh konami oh no <laughs> we're off to a good start here uh yeah mark had mentioned this uh off mic but the the anniversary in question here is not capcom <laughs> is not i mean it's not it's, it's not, not, capcom's. It's, not capcom's. <laughs> it's not castlevania's anniversary it is in fact capcom's anniversary no it's in fact konami's anniversary <laughs> What? <laughs> what is happening? I don't know. The wheels are coming off the wagon. We st- like I made a mistake, and then you were very gracious. Mm-hmm. And you were like, "I'm going to throw myself on this sword as well." That's so right. Mark That's what's seem- happening. <laughs> So out of sorts. Well, here's the thing is that when I was in Transylvania, we just did oh so much gosh. self-impaling <laughs> that I just thought I would continue it here. <laughs> Before we get to that business, though, uh, some normal stuff, some stuff that we do every week, twice a week, you might say. Sonic Forces Borrowing Program. Let's get down to brass tacks. What do we have to do? It's a game for Switch. Uh-huh. Yeah. What do we have to do to get you into this cartridge? Or this cartridge out of my house. <laughs> Either way, yeah, it's good for us either way, and it's good for you. Sonic Forces is like, look, there are times uh-huh. when life is tough. Yes. Sonic Forces is one of those times, but you do it because it makes you a better person. And look, uh, sometimes uh, I will uh, go for a run in the morning, uh, and part of the reason I do that is that I know that anything else that happens to me during that day won't be as bad as the run I Exercise already conquered that morning. is terrible. Right. Is equal to Sonic Forces is terrible. Look. Is there a man or a woman that you're trying that you like are interested in? And you don't have anything to talk about? Yeah, here we go. Talk about how terrible Sonic Forces is. You won't be able to do that unless you borrow this game from Patrick. Like you think you might be able to because no. you've read something online. You've watched a YouTube video. You've heard us talk about it. Buster, you don't know anything about this game until you've played it. Yeah. And the only way to do that, as far as I know, is to borrow it from me. So you have to email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com and give us your mailing address. Look, we're not doing you a favor. You're not doing us a favor. It's just a normal borrowing program transaction. You've done it a million times before. It's not a big deal. Something else that's not a big deal. Totally not a big deal. Recommending us on Twitter to earn yourself a chance to win. Yes. Our Detective Pikachu trading cards. Now, between the two of us, we have two packs of cards, one of which has been opened. That's right. 
The other has not. You will win both sets of these cards if only you recommend our show to one other person on Twitter. Tag us in that tweet. I mean, mm-hmm. what do we got to, to do to get you in these Detective Pikachu cards? Yeah, it uh, seems like it's as much as we have to do to get you my copy of Sonic Forces. It's like the same level of effort. Also, we're trying to get you 100 reviews on uh, app, the Apple Podcast. Yeah, I don't really have app. like a passive-aggressive way to say this. No, well, and it was also starting to feel like actually aggressive. <laughs> yeah. So let's dial back the energy a bit. <laughs> That's not us. No. We're two laid-back guys, Yeah, Mark. we're super chill. I'm wearing socks and sandals at the same time. I wasn't going to say anything, but like... Because you're too chill for that. We used to do that all the time in Transylvania. (laughs) Anyway, review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get us. Um, This is the only place where we are lumping it all together as like one big metric. Mm -hmm. But reviews everywhere help us also everywhere. So uh, do that. Mark, are you ready to get into it? Are you ready to rank these games? I am. All right, let's get to it. Now, we are up to our old tricks uh, in that we uh, have to physically represent each one of these games somehow. That's right. And so we, of course, have eight Amiibo mm-hmm. that are going to represent the eight games in the Castlevania Anniversary Collection. Now, Mark, what would you say is the biggest hurdle for us in selecting these Amiibo? Um, there are no Castlevania ones. We have no Castlevania Amiibo. I know some exist. The Simon Belmont one, at least, is out there. Uh, I, I can't recall if the Richter one is already out. I or don't not? Think so. E- either way, I am. I have evidently decided my relationship to Amiibo, and it's that I'm not buying them anymore. Um, so we have uh, we have an eclectic bunch in front of us. That's right. Um, going from left to right, we have the eight bit Mario representing the original Castlevania. Yeah, and that that's you know for obvious reasons. NES, eight bit, original. It classic. makes sense to us. That's right. Um, then first curveball is uh, representing Castlevania II, uh, Simon's Quest. We are using a Link amiibo, specifically the one that represents Ocarina of Time, uh, but only because there is no Zelda II, The Adventure of Link amiibo, but both uh, Castlevania II and Zelda II were like pretty big departures for the series. So that's our logic on that one. Yeah, if you wanted a window into our minds, you're getting this it. is a pretty uh, good one. Um, Shovel Knight represents... Uh, Castlevania three, as he is like a uh, a a revision on a classic. That's right, a, a, the a, perfected a, form. Yes, that's right. Uh, representing Super Castlevania four is Ganondorf. No real reason there. Uh, representing Castlevania Bloodlines is um. So this is Mabel. That's from right. Animal Crossing, who's once again standing in for Sonic the Hedgehog because that's right. Bloodlines was a Genesis game, and she's a blue spiky hedgehog. <laughs> so it's the the logic holds together there. And, uh, and then uh, re- representing Kid Dracula is of course uh, Bowser Junior. Mm-hmm. We figure it is a, a young version of a villain, so that one's actually maybe the most airtight one that we have here. Uh, representing the Game Boy games is Kirby mm-hmm, for that, Castlevania: The Adventure. That's right. And Meta Knight representing Castlevania Belmont's Revenge. Yeah, I, I believe that one is Castlevania game. 2 Belmont's Revenge, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Uh, all right. So the, the, these are the eight games that come in, in this collection. That's right. Uh, one other w- rule, like mm. one way that we did this is we said that we would play each game for 30 minutes. Yes. 
Uh, and I no more, no less. And I played some of these games for more than that. <gasps> Me too. Okay, good. Um, and uh, I actually did not play any of Castlevania to uh, Simon's Quest because right. you and I recently played it. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, I look. If there's any of these games that I know, like I know right now, mm-hmm. it's Simon's Quest. Yeah, I totally agree. I didn't play it either. Um, so now I don't remember it at all. <laughs> no, I rem- I remember it just fine. Um, but so let's uh, do, how how do you want to approach this? How how do you think? Well, I think we can. What, do, what makes most sense to you? Uh, I'm gonna guess that we have similar games in the bottom of our ranking. Yeah. Okay. Um. So my least enjoyed game. Uh, is Castlevania the Adventure, the first Game Boy game represented here by Kirby. So for me, it is also followed up immediately by Castlevania 2, Belmont's Revenge. Oh, that's interesting. I uh, actually liked Castlevania 2, Belmont's Revenge quite a bit more than that. That's very It's middle of the pack for me. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, when, so w- when I was like breaking it down in my head, I don't have a, a, a solid list. I mm-hmm. sort of did um, tiers on my own mm-hmm. of like, uh, here oh, are Oh, that the- sounds so sad. Tiers on my own? Mm-hmm. Great album title, though. Yes. Well, thank you. Please pick it up. You can only get it on Transylvania Records. Um, so I, I, my tiers were like uh, games, capital G games, mm-hmm. like games that you would want to play now and are like real good games to play right now. And then another tier that's like um, historic, uh, like points of interest or curiosities. Uh, and then um, games that you don't really get games not to be played. See, I disagree. I think that, or I disagree with the uh, placing of Belmont's Revenge in games you don't really have to play. I thought it was a really interesting take on the Castlevania formula. Um, b- because it has like the sort of like the stage select. Uh, yeah. So Ca- Belmont's Revenge is different from, uh, I think, any other Castlevania game in that it's a little Mega Man-ish. You can choose, there's four castles that you begin with. Yeah. And they each have like a different theme, like an ice castle. That's called like Crystal Castle, and then like, there's a, a cloud rock castle one and, like, and a plant castle. Yeah, yeah, and you can choose to do them basically in any Batman order. villains, <laughs> right? Right. Poison exactly. Ivy's at the end of this one. <laughs> Mister Freeze at the end of this one. I don't know a Batman Cloud villain, <laughs> Kite Man. You can, and you can choose to do them in any order. Yeah, and I, I really like that. I also just thought the mechanics were really solid. Um, I agree, it's not the best of these games, but I, I definitely thought it was. I liked it better than Kid Dracula. Oh, really? And Castlevania 2. So I, my order goes um, Castlevania the Adventure. Uh, I have Kid Dracula written here, but I would actually maybe switch Castlevania 2, Simon's Quest, and Kid Dracula. I thought Kid Dracula was an interesting idea. Yeah. Where, like, it totally has the mechanics of the regular Castlevania. Like, the, um, like the platforming is very similar. But yeah. it's all just kind of like cute kid versions of stuff. The platforming actually in Kid Dracula felt way better to me than any of the rest of uh, these games as far as pla- like just as uh, like solid platforming is concerned. I think it is the best in Kid Dracula. The jumps work in Kid Dracula how you expect them to. That is right. <laughs> Whereas the, none of the jumps in Castlevania have like the momentum or physics that no, they should. The, all the rest of them are like you committed to that jump. Uh, and actually, I, I do think, um, or something that I found while while playing them now, is that Super Castlevania 4 does a pretty good job of, like, mitigating that. You still can't really, like, reverse uh, direction in the middle of a jump, but I think that it gives you a lot of room to, like, sort of correct how far you're jumping um, mid-go, mid which is nice. Um, 
So like I think if if I were just ranking these strictly on uh, platforming, I think I would put uh, Super Castlevania Four second behind Kid Dracula. Mm-hmm. But this is an insane way to rank <laughs> <laughs> to rank these games. Um, I uh, Kid Dracula is the uh, game in this collection that um, since it came out, I have played the second most. Um, Super Castlevania Four for me was the one that I spent like kind of the the most time with. Um, even though it's a game that I have played. Uh, when it came out originally on the virtual console on Wii, um, and then again, oh geez, when it, on on the uh, 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 the NES, SNES Classic, but I also bought it when it came to the 3DS uh, virtual console. So this is the fourth time I purchased this game. <laughs> um, uh, all all of which is to say that I spent a lot of time uh, getting in like in deep in um, Kid Dracula, uh, and I actually really like it a lot. The game gets weirder. Um, and cuter the deeper into it you go. So I only made it to this is because I obviously it's low on my list. I didn't like Kid Dracula that much. Um, I thought it was interesting, and but like I got to the first water level. Yeah, and at the end is like a guy in a bubble. Yeah, like a bubble squid boss, or whatever yeah. mm-hmm. that is bouncing around. But I just thought the mechanics of the water level were really weird. Maybe I was expecting mario type swimming but you don't you just kind of like jump he's got he's got basically Mega Man's underwater jump where it's like he jumps too high and too slow Mm -hmm. um which does for that one level make uh mobility and that platforming that i praised uh earlier um not nearly as good the thing that i really like about kid dracula is that at the end of every level you get a new power that is um your charged up shot does something different or like you cycle between um, these like different versions of the power. Um, and when you get like deep enough into the game, the powers get stranger. So like the first one is just like a regular charge shot. Um, the second one is like a homing where like five little bullets come out and they like zoom in on uh, a bad guy. The third one is an explosion. Um, one of them you turn into a bat um, and like fly around as a bat for a little bit. There's one that reverses the gravity for a little bit. Um, so like it gets more interesting in the way your powers are affecting uh, Kid Dracula's mobility throughout the levels. Um, the uh, one of the things that I really, really liked about Kid Dracula is one of the levels is New York City, um, and as you're like in New York, you fight like little King Kongs, you fight UFOs that are like flying around, um, and then the boss is the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> but the Statue of Liberty won't fight you. Like she, she says that she she abhors violence. Um, and it's this really cute, like, chibi drawing of the Statue of Liberty, who's about your size. Um, and you do, like, a game show. You play a game show against her. Or, like, she's the host. And it's, like, you and just two rando enemies from uh, Kid Dracula. And you answer questions That's ab- really fun. about the game um, instead of actually fighting her. And then the level is just over. Another thing I thought was interesting about Kid Dracula is at the end of every level... Do you remember when we were talking about Super Mario Land 2? Yeah. And the one of the bonus stages was like um you had to choose a path. Yes. Uh and there and were like little rats or something that like yeah. chewed the cords and depending on which path you chose, you ended up at the end getting like one of three items or something like that. Yeah, so I mean th- yes, this is basically like that where there are vertical lines that connect like uh you know four different starting points with four different endpoints. Um and then there are horizontal lines that connect them. But also, as soon as you pick one, it adds more horizontal lines. I absolutely do not understand the logic of it. I just thought it was interesting that, because 
the in Super Mario Land two, that was the first time I remembered. Yeah. Um, like encountering this mechanic, and so it was just funny that it's just a thing apparently that lots of games had. Or, or and maybe it's just maybe it's a more common like Japanese thing. The other the other thing that's super strange about that is that this this is what happens at the end of every level that kicks you into a mini game, one of four different mini games, and then you can like spend the coins that you collected in the thing to like play the mini games but i don't understand any of the mini games i don't i don't know how any of them work um once like can can yeah can can where you have to guess the color of the underwear they're gonna flash at you at the end of their can can dance weird um there's one where it's like uh spend coins for another turn at the wheel and you like hold a button to spin this wheel and i don't know what's supposed to happen but it's just like it just is like okay, good luck, and then you move on to the next. The mini games are all very. Uh, one is just straight up roulette. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's uh, it. I like this game a lot. It is uh definitely a like weird historical Japanese curiosity, uh, more than it is like an actual game. And it's it's kind of weird ranking it in this because it feels. It borrows, especially in the beginning, some of the mechanics of Castlevania, but yeah. it does not feel like a Castlevania game. I'm just, if you are playing uh, this collection, play Kid Dracula up to the point that you have played the New York level, because it is the single funniest, weirdest moment in all eight of these games. It's delightful. So I think we've talked ourselves, or you've, you've talked me up from Kid Dracula being second worst. So, so it is no longer in in your second worst slot. I, I think so. I will happily resign uh, Castlevania: The Adventure to number eight. Yeah, this. I mean, it's just a bad game. Yeah, like it, it, it's bad. It's really framey. Like stuff drops out all the time, um, and just like it is, all these games are hard, right? Yeah. Um, but I can't really imagine being good at. Uh, Castlevania the Adventure. Yeah, or really wanting to be, because it's just punishing mm-hmm. in a really unfun way. The mechanics are also just different from how regular Castlevania works. Like, hearts in this game are health instead of, there's no secondary item. Oh, yeah. Um, you're, Anytime you get hit by an enemy, your your whip, like, decreases in power. Yeah, just, like, decreases, not- decreases all the way down. Because, um, uh, there's a little bit of that in uh, Castlevania Two: Belmont's Revenge as well, mm-hmm. um, but it's uh, it, it doesn't knock the whip all the way down. It just loses your ability to like throw the the ball at the end of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and the, the uh, Castlevania: The Adventure also relies a lot on those eyeball enemies, those like rolling eyeballs. Yeah, they're everywhere. Yeah, there's a part where you're like crossing a really long bridge, so long, and this the bridge, eyeballs oh just like God. keep rolling. Look, I was in San Francisco this weekend, and the longest bridge i saw was in castlevania the Adventure. <laughs> um i did like the music in castlevania the adventure it was I, a game boy game so mm-hmm. like the loop is pretty short yeah but i thought it was cool yeah overall just a bad game yeah i and i think that is probably the only one for me that i w- will say is a bad game yes uh, so ne- I, I'm assuming then that next on, on your list if if we've argued kid dracula up a little mm-hmm. bit is going to be uh, Castlevania II, uh Simon's Quest. Right, which on the NES. We did a whole episode in, during uh, March, our weird sequels month, where we talked about Simon's Quest. Um, and we were pretty positive on, on it, right? I don't think it's a bad game. I think it's just like really obtuse. But if you're playing it with a guide, I think it, it's super fun. We had, I had a great time playing it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but compared to the other games here, I don't think that it really like shines particularly. Yeah, and I think when um it gets samey, when when the enemies in that start to feel the same, uh, the game feels cheaper for mm-hmm. whatever reason. Because like, uh, it's trying to sell you on the idea of like a big open world, and when you realize that your open world is populated by like three different ghouls, um, you're like, all right. Um, and also yeah, com- one hundred percent unplayable without a guide. Yeah. Um. So I'll I'll I'll, I'll drink to that as um. Num- number seven on our list um and then at this point i would say uh castlevania to um belmont's revenge yeah so i have it a little bit higher i have it at number four above wow. uh the original castlevania which i think obviously is a good solid base for this franchise to be built on yeah but um you know castle super castlevania 4 and even castlevania 3 dracula's curse are just way better versions of that formula. Okay, well, so let's uh let's uh start to be a little bit more like nebulous here. Mm-hmm. Like I think we can agree uh that the two that we have at the bottom make perfect sense. Uh, let's talk about this like middle range here, which I think is going to be the uh, uh Castlevania, the original Castlevania on NES, um Castlevania Two, uh, Belmont's Revenge, and Kid Dracula. Right. Mm-hmm. That th- those are like our our middle tier. And then the top three, in some order, are going to be Castlevania three, Super Castlevania four, and Castlevania Bloodlines. Yeah. Okay. Um. So let's put those three games sort of head to head to head. Uh. Yeah. Castlevania right there. Um. So what? Uh. Tell me about your experience of of playing the original Castlevania. Um. This time. So. I don't really know what there is to say about the original Castlevania other than when you're playing all of these games in a row, you see how much they all, it's not really like crib from, but they all pay homage to the original Castlevania. Yeah. Like pretty much all of these games open up exactly like Castlevania Mm one. They, yes, they, they all open uh, and super, super Castlevania four especially feels it's a straight up, like, in the uh like chronology yeah um and like the lore is super it a Castlevania retelling is of just like a straight up yeah retelling um and man super castlevania 4 just does it so much better <laughs> that's what i mean like it, there's really nothing bad about castlevania it's uh it's just unrefined yeah compared to the later entries and so in my ranking uh, you know i have it here as third worst but it's not i I like all of the games that are, you know, above it. Yeah. And so I just, and I like this one. I just like the other ones more. You know what the Castlevania on the, the, the game that we're talking about, what it does, it sort of commits the sin that the rest of them do a kind of okay job of, of, of avoiding of the like absolutely brutal, like flying Medusa head closets. Oh, man. Um, there are parts of the original Castlevania that are borderline unpassable just through sheer obnoxiousness of those heads. Because, like, they're hard to hit, and if they hit you, they are definitely knocking you off of whatever platform you're on. One of the things that's nice about the Anniversary Collection is it has, you know, the ability to, like, do save states. Yeah. You just, like, quick save. And I did that all through the original Castlevania for the Medusa heads. It's yeah. just like, I don't want to do that again. Um, I actually ended up doing that through most of these games. <laughs> most of these games. Uh, a lot of most of these games. I mean, they're punishing. These they are. games are yeah. hard, mm-hmm. even under the best of circumstances. So, yeah, I don't blame you at all um and uh the 
the uh, game actually, it's pretty quick to to uh, like throw down a, a quick save state. I wish it were even faster. Like I wish it knew exactly what I was going for. Yeah. So in order to do it, you have to like in the collection, you have to trigger the menu by pushing the left bumper like mm-hmm. ZL, and then it brings up a menu. The first option is like save replay. Yeah. Which like, like I'm ever gonna save a replay for what purpose? Right, and so then you have to go down to like quick save, and then say yes, say yes again, then back out of the menu twice, right, to get back into the game. And you know it does reach a point where like you you hit the bumper, you tap up six times or whatever, and then uh, push the right button twice, and then back out twice, and you're just like you've got that, mm-hmm. you've got that little cycle down pat. But uh, save save file and load file are right next to each other, so there are definitely times where I want to be like, oh good, I made it past that jump, save it. Oh no, I just reloaded <laughs> from four seconds earlier. <laughs> so it's not perfect, but it is uh, it's it's useful and and does make I think all of these games playable. Um, but man, that is a point. It, it, this those points in the original Castlevania, uh, it's almost impossible to do without. And the reason I like Belmont's Revenge better is just because it takes that Castlevania formula. Belmont's Revenge feels very much like um, Castlevania. It just kind of plays with it a little bit. Like I was saying, like you can do those first four out of like in any order. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that the platforming. And just like the level design is not as satisfying in Belmont's Revenge as it is in the original Castlevania, which feels like really solid. Well, and a part of that is just like the limitations of the Game Boy hardware. Um, like that is one of the reasons that I like sort of immediately put both of them at the bottom is that the Castlevania games always look like, first of all, they always look like Castlevania games, right? Um, but they, uh, they all look so weird. There are so many like monster designs all thrown together, and they're like, yeah, whatever. They they all yeah, Frankenstein's here. I don't care. <laughs> um, and of course, you know, Kid Dracula. You're fighting the Statue of Liberty. So like, um, they, there are just some very cool designs in all of these games. And to have like the element of color ripped out of it, and to have uh, the Game Boy's really small screen, um, it feels like such a limitation on on the form. Um, I did think the. Uh, uh, the anniversary collections filters are interesting on the Game Boy games because you can uh, put it in a dot matrix uh, style, which does like the classic Game Boy like green, green and gray like kind of overlay, and you can actually see every single like pixel separate. Mm-hmm. Um, that there's like a a lighter green grid that goes across everything, um, and actually help me with some of the platforming because the platforming in the first one, the first Game Boy one is so precise that you have to be like standing on the very last pixel. Oh, I I hated that because the um there's so much platforming in it. Yes. Like even in I think it's like part of the first level when there's all those small um little oh, like yeah. like chiclet gum looking yes. ones that you have to you have to jump on them. Yes. And there's like the ravens that are swooping down at you. Ugh, that is a bad game. Yeah, but we're past it. We're, we are, we are past it. We've already put it at number eight on this list. Um, okay, so let's let's go ahead and put uh the original Castlevania here at number six, and then I think I would put Belmont's Revenge lower than uh Kid Dracula. And I I think that's fair because Kid Dracula is, um, I I like even though uh I didn't enjoy the game as much as you, I like that it breaks the formula and has such a sense of humor about itself. Which I think the earlier games in the Castlevania series are very like tongue in cheek, 
and you get that yeah. a little bit less as the series goes series goes on like um castlevania 4 and bloodlines i think are pretty they're pretty gnarly serious. games yeah but i mean obviously we respond well to them right so, um you know w- well done there uh but yeah kid, kid dracula is just like it's just straight up fun and goofy um and you know packed with like dumb little extra mini games and like i said a whole boss fight that's just replaced with a, a quiz show that's like what what was the second boss that you fought and you're like oh okay cool so that leaves us with our top three yep um super castlevania 4 Ca- castlevania 3 dracula's curse and castlevania bloodlines um but quickly before we move on to them um how did, did you uh beat all four levels of uh belmont's revenge no, I just two? did the first three. Okay. Um. Well. So which? Well, I I I also just did three of them. Um. Because again, you can do them in mm-hmm. any order. Um. But I, I I was curious if there was something that happens after that. There like, is. I looked it up. There is more after those first four. So is it like four more, or is it just like Dracula's Castle? I think it's two more. Maybe it's four more. Okay. I can't remember exactly. Um. Okay. Well, that's. Uh. I I I believe I'll I'll be revisiting both of those. Uh games that we just um put on there at, at some point okay uh so the the top three dracula's curse uh castlevania 3 super castlevania 4 and castlevania bloodlines so the order i had them in initially but i don't know this could pretty much change i for me i think bloodlines is third okay um part of that is just the nostalgia factor i had, didn't own a genesis this is my first time playing bloodlines i thought it was really cool and interesting but it feels um so Castlevania 4 is like the Castlevania of my heart. Yeah. And so Bloodlines just kind of feels like a version of Castlevania 4, the Castlevania of your fart. <laughs> I mean, you said it. <laughs> um I do like Castlevania Bloodlines has two characters you can choose from that mm-hmm. each have like different weapons. And like right from the beginning too. It's not uh like ca- uh, Castlevania 3 you have to sort of like encounter the characters right you're either playing as john morris or eric lacard from the beginning eric has i so i chose eric who did you choose uh it was eric the spear guy yeah yes i also chose eric. and he has like a uh like he can jump really high because he uses a spear you bet him. he can <laughs> um i also like that these are just like characters that aren't in the series you know yeah it's got a real like castlevania gaiden uh sort of feel to it where it's uh you know in that world and of that world but uh, is just sort of like an also ran, you know, here, here's something else that happened. I think one thing that's interesting about bloodlines is one of the things that Castlevania four gets knocked for is your character sprite is so big. Yeah. In the game that bloodlines has that too, though. Bloodlines has it, but they're more, they are more to scale. Like they're more reasonable. Yeah. Where they're not like the enormous, beautiful, but like takes up so much of the screen. Yeah sprites of super castlevania 4 but it has that like 16-bit aesthetic and it has that sega genesis um soundtrack which is great in its own way so i like bloodlines a lot uh so there is a little bit of like nostalgia talking with me ranking the other two so much higher yeah bloodlines i think i actually liked um i i probably liked it more than than you did partially because i don't have any I don't even think I knew that Bloodlines existed before this uh, collection was coming out. Um, and I, it, I think it plays a little bit easier than um, most of the rest of these. Um, and is very... It, like Super Castlevania, uh, just 
looks more interesting to me. Like there are more interesting environments that you're encountering. Um, you're doing things like knocking the head off of a statue. So it like slides into place and then you like, uh, traverse over it. Um, and you know, there's, there's one, uh, boss that, um, is just like a water, uh, wizard who's just slowly flooding the arena that you're in. That whole level, I think it's like the second level it's of the so game. It's so cool. It's so cool. Even just the graphical effects. Uh, Supercast Enemy 4 has a lot of like Mode 7 stuff. It is loaded up with <laughs> Mode 7. But it doesn't look as cool as Bloodlines. Like the reflection on the of the water oh, when yeah. you're like platforming and you're seeing your reflection. Yeah. Like that stuff is really cool. Yeah, I think that the spectacle in, in Bloodlines is uh, maybe the best in, in, in the collection here. Second, maybe only to uh, Super Castlevania. I'm I am really in love with how ugly the uh, the Mode Seven stuff looks. And it, it just, it's so silly. It's so silly, but man, oh man! And he, that that uh, room that you're in, where you have to like uh, like lasso onto the thing, and the room like rotates uh-huh. around you. I love that garbage. <laughs> the chandeliers that are like huge and swinging, and they're so distorted from Mode Seven that they don't even look like chandeliers anymore. Or when like the entire world is like uh, spinning around you. Oh my like, god! Like you're going through a car, like I a carnival love- house. Yeah, what is happening there? <laughs> Are you know. somehow like walking up a tower that is like spinning around on the outside? It makes no sense. But it is, it is like just so full of like, what what can you do with this? Like, How gee much whiz, can you push the Super Nintendo? The soundtrack in Super Castlevania Four is my Incredible. favorite of the series. It's so good. Um, it's like rocking. Yeah, no, it is. It is straight rocking. Um, and like the fact that it is, uh, it starts to play with the same basic tool set as the original Castlevania, and then it's like, nah, bro, we're so much more interesting than that. Um, and then like when you get deeper into it, and you're like, oh, I'm fighting a bat made out of gold, or like a dancing ghost couple, uh, who like, and their haunted wedding tables or something. It it is just so crazy. Yeah. Um, I. I'm perhaps tipping my hand here, but I put Super Castlevania 4 at the top of my list. I also put it at the top of my list, but I feel like there's a strong case for Castlevania 3 Dracula's Curse. Okay, so this is one that I didn't play beyond my 30-minute uh, sampling, uh, and I I will need you to represent it for me. So I, this is actually really interesting, because I thought you were going to really like it, because it, it has the same basic mechanics as... Um, Oh geez, what's that indie game from Any Creates that came out recently? Bloodstained, yeah, Curse, Curse of the Moon. Curse of the Moon. Yeah. Right. So it has that same sort of thing where you are collecting characters basically to join your party, and you can swap between them. Yes. Um, as the game goes on, I think the, like the level design is really interesting. See, the level design for me was a, a little bit of a hurdle. So like, in my half hour with this game, uh, and I know I should have played more with it. Um, I got to Grant Dynasty, mm-hmm. um, and fought his like monster form, um, and uh, then got control of him, and was like, "Whoa, cool!" And then started backtracking through this level, and was like, "What?" Yeah, no, that is a big problem. In Ca- I I feel like Castlevania Three, where it kind of has the same problem as Castlevania Two. Yeah, where there is quite a bit of backtracking. And it's sometimes not clear where you're supposed to be going or where you're supposed to be doing. Yeah, and it it's it feels like uh, the backtracking in it is a, a punishment because like when you get Grant, uh, you're at the top of this tower, and then you ha- have to work your way back down. And like as you're doing it, 
it's so obvious that the level is built for you to go from the bottom to the top that like that's how the challenges are presented to you and like how you can find the safe paths that way and going back down there's a lot of like blind jumps and like well now i just gotta hope i'm not slightly in the air when i land on these stairs so he falls through them instead of walking down them um so i had i had a really tough time uh getting into castlevania 3 for for that reason uh and i'm sure if i had like pushed on beyond uh you know this first part of like getting back through with grant that i, I would have felt better about the the whole experience but i just i never really got there yeah maybe it would be a good one to Maybe not use a guide in the same way Castlevania 2 does, but just to direct you as to where you're supposed to go. Because as you're getting, like, more characters, I don't know, it's just, like, it feels like a really fully formed version of what the original Castlevania started. Uh-huh. Where you're like, oh, yeah, this is obviously the natural progression of things. Actually, in my when I was thinking about it, I was like, this is, Castlevania 3 to me is like Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, where they made the first one and they were like, that's awesome. Let's make another one, but let's do totally different. Right. Right. They're like, we've got some other ideas. Let's make them look like this one. Exactly. So yeah. they made Temple of Doom and and Castlevania 2. And people were like, no, that's not the Castlevania or Indiana Jones that I want. So they're like, oh, right. Uh, we'll just like do the first one again, but better. Right. And, and bigger. That- and that's what um, Castlevania 3 feels like to me personally, but mm-hmm. I totally get what you're saying. I think it's a little bit, Castlevania 3 is like my Zelda 2, where I played it a bunch, I get you, I get so you, yeah. I have such familiarity with it that I forget some of like the, um, or I'm willing to overlook the like more bad parts of it. Sure. Um so uh how are so it sounds like super castlevania 4 is going to be our our number one on here right i think so yeah so that's i mean i i I feel i feel very good about that um you know like like we were saying it is so uh big and bombastic and uh crazy and even when it does something that's ugly it's like ugly in the name of being spectacle be, yeah being as spectacular as it possibly could be um but so where what what are we putting at at numbers two and number three you you have them lined up right now so that dracula's curse is at number three and then bloodlines is at number two and super castlevania four is at number one is that where you like them i i think so can i oh so that's i mean that that that's where i would put them i just i i know that uh um i think i liked bloodlines uh more than you did and i think you liked uh Drag or Castlevania Three. More I think it's than like I. a comfort food type yeah. thing for me. Okay. Like I can see objectively that Bloodlines is probably like the better game. Um, the one thing I do want to mention, just because in the past when we've talked about Castlevania, I've said that Castlevania to me is these like original iterations yeah. of it. It's my favorite version of it, and I like the cheesy kind of like monster movie aspect of it. And so I love, love, love in both Three and Bloodlines, the opening, uh, like screen, the title screens are like a movie a film strip yes with like the um film sockets on the side yes right and so it has that very like b movie monster movie type feel to it and i i think that's perfect that's what i love in castlevania man wow i wish they would do like put out a first of all i wish they would make a new uh, castlevania game but if they just like presented it as a b movie like even with like film grain and like scratches on it, like that would be, be so amazing cool. 
Um, all right. I think we've done it. I think uh, so. Here, here's the list from the bottom to the top. Let me see if I can do it just by looking at these amiibos that are lined up in front of us. Uh, coming in at number eight, it is Castlevania The Adventure. At number seven, we have Castlevania Two: Simon's Quest. Uh, at number three, we have the original Castlevania. At number four, we have Castlevania Two: Belmont's Revenge for the Game Boy. Coming in at number four, we've got Kid Dracula. At number three, appropriately enough, Castlevania Three. Uh, Dracula's Curse. Okay, at number two is Castlevania Bloodlines. And at number one, Super Castlevania 4 for the Super Nintendo. I feel I, I think that is a, a definitive list, Mark. Put it in the book. All right, let's do it. And let's close out this segment. Oh, what did you guys think of uh, ca- the Castlevania collection and, and, and the games in it? How would, how would you rank them? Were we way wrong? Is there something awesome that happens in Castlevania The Adventure? Did you also do a foreign exchange program in Transylvania? And if so, let's trade email addresses. I want to stay in touch with you, bro. We're going back to Transylvania in uh, 2022. We're going to do it all together. It's going to be a great time. Um, M- Mark, do you think we're ever going to get another uh, Castlevania collection that has like the uh metroidvania-esque games i don't think so i think they're uh outside of symphony of the night yeah i think they're harder to translate because they're mostly on ds and 3ds or i guess just ds they didn't make any 3ds versions those two screens yeah there's some uh, gba ones yeah there are i don't know i mean i would be interested if they found a way to do it for sure i'd actually kind of be interested if they started putting out the weird like ps2 era 3d games oh yeah that, like were just bonkers because they felt totally uncastlevania like but uh i think they're so weird i don't think they're good i just think they're interesting were they ps2 or ps3 i think they were ps2 games because ps3 was when they did uh uh oh, what was that one called lords of shadow or something right also give me castlevania 64 or give me death that's a terrible game you think you can be a werewolf in that? Uh, weren't there two? Because they were like, cause yeah. The second one, the second one was like identical to the first one, or the just uh, better, uh, just like fixed. Yeah, just like fixed. Maybe that was a, the PlayStation. Look, we don't actually. We only know about these eight games, okay? But if they put them out in another collection, we will find a, a way to, to rank them all. Um, that's going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Please rate, review, subscribe, and Apple Podcasts. All of that helps us out tremendously. You can share us anywhere. And remember, if you tag us, then you might win some Detective Pikachu cards. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell, and the show is at Nincart Society. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by Ape at Betty. You can get more of his music by going to apeatbetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers saying Transylvania for life. And thanks for listening. Campfire.